Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, I'm Chris Dickerson. I'm in Seattle, Washington. Paul is in Dallas. We're road tripping it today. And I'm here uh, in Seattle celebrating All-Star Weekend. Um, You know, doing my... Doing the Lord's environmental work yesterday with MLB, uh, partnering for the second year uh, with Players for the Planet to do a beach cleanup of one of the uh, local beaches here. Uh, great turnout. We had uh, roughly 200 volunteers come out. We had all the we had all the mascots out there playing uh, playing beach volleyball, picking up trash. Had a little uh, uh, reunion with uh, Rosie Red yesterday. Nice. It was good to see her. She's looking great these days. I Hasn't aged her. a bit. Rosie's got to be in a good mood, I would assume. Things are She's good. She's looking fantastic. I got some double exclamation marks from Joey when I when I texted in the picture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's good. Anything that gets a rise out of Joey, pretty solid. Um, but other than that, you know, it's uh, it's All-Star Week. We had the draft. We have HBCU game. We have yeah. the Futures game. We have the awful celebrity game, which I still, to this day, can't understand why people watch it. Uh, but there's lots going on here. What's going on in Dallas? Man, just getting ready for a little uh, recruiting action in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the Metroplex. But, you know, we're in the in the house that the Rangers are building this year. Rangers are playing good. My, You know, the, the people in Dallas are fired up about it. So all good, man. All good just doing a little work and, and doing a little podcast on the road. I'm, I'm fired up about the All-Star Weekend. Uh, I know the, the draft is going on. It's, I think, the first time in history – We've got two teammates that win number one and number two overall, which is pretty cool, pretty impressive, honestly. So we got the two the two guys from LSU, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz went one and two, and that's um, the next few days will be the start of, the, of, of some guys embarking on their professional career, which is which is always exciting. They're uh, they're growing up in a different world than we did. I, I know that's for sure. And at the end of the day, are is would you say that baseball is probably the last sport for that to happen? Because I feel like if we look at the NFL, we look at the NBA, surely there's been some Kentucky boys that have done one and two. There have been some Alabama boys yeah. that have gone back to back as well. But I think this is definitely a, a, a first for for uh, for MLB. But regardless, I mean, that that LSU team was stacked and we discussed that mm-hmm. about these guys going. So I think it's only a matter of time. And based on that episode a couple of weeks ago, I think it'd be really interested to track that and something that we'll, we'll revisit this week is to hopefully give you uh, people a scope as to um, the concentration of talent that's on some of these, these big time teams. Um, knowing that you have 35 guys on a team, how many of those are going to go and go on to play pro ball? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to look, look at. And on the other hand, I was very fortunate to, to watch the HBCU game the other day. And that's a particular event that's very near and dear to me. My mom actually was the head of the HBCU program for Nissan for 20 really? years. So I grew okay. up, I grew up around these schools. Um, my mom used to bring back the Howard shirts, the Florida A&M, North Carolina A&T, um, Xavier in Louisiana. So, you know, understanding that. And then with the start of the Players Alliance, again, you know, it, it seems like, it seems like, 10 years ago that we made that announcement in Colorado for, for the, for the funding from the players Alliance and understanding that that's a big thing to, to start to feature right. is more so, HBCU talent. Um, and the, really the discrep what a lot of people don't know that I know you have a story is the discrepancy in, in not just the talent and the availability, the accessibility of baseball among 
communities of color and black players, but the the actual institution, how underfunded sure. some of these schools are. So when we're talking about, you know, these guys going one and two or, you know, we watched the College World Series a couple weeks ago and the SEC Power Five type schools, right, that are participating in those and the amount of money that is going through college sports right now relative Particularly to the SEC. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 just a joke. But, um, you know, the the in, obviously a former teammate of ours, King Griffey Jr. is, you know, involved with the HBCU game and I, I think helps in a lot of ways. Um facilitate that event which is awesome and and create some exposure for some of those guys that they wouldn't otherwise get but relative to the you know what those guys get from a restore standpoint and the what their programs have to spend on everything man whether it's like you know your actual stuff meaning like cleats apparel batting gloves everything that you would need to play those types of things and then you know keep going up the ladder with the, with the amount of money that they have from a budget standpoint to go recruiting their coaches and things of that nature. Like it's just, you know, two different ends of the spectrum. So, you know, what those guys are, are, are experiencing is just, you know, it's just a different, it's a different product obviously than, than the, the top of the food chain, like we're talking about with regards to the sec power five type schools from a budgetary standpoint, they're just, they're just very far apart. And I think an event like that's awesome because it, 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 it highlights those schools. It highlights those players and hopefully will, you know, long-term help, help bridge that gap a little bit relative to some of the, the, the budgetary type deficits that they operate with, you know? Yeah. I think it's um, it's great to highlight the, t- the teams, the schools, um, some of the, the Alabama A&Ts, the Alabama centrals, the um, you know, the Georgia state and stuff like that. I think it's great because you can, can increase enrollment and let, kids understand that they're you know that they're that they're on the map now and that they're you can pursue those opportunities and hopefully you know the talent um especially as we we create this system um you know the system at its core and developing young black players that go into the these schools that that will the finance the finances and the economics of these programs will continue to change the only thing is just um you know and i know it's 2023 but i didn't as much as i wanted to root for the game and what junior's doing the talent i didn't see the the talent it wasn't that there's a huge gap still in the difference between what we all witnessed in the college world series and what we're seeing literally play out before our eyes in the draft what was put on what was on the field and you know for most of the, those guys it was probably you know they they they're not doing the top college bat wood bat leagues that you know they're right. they're out there you know, they're getting blown away by, you know, 88, 91. And, you know, we're looking at skeins and some of these guys and they're, you know, these guys are triple digits, super elite, 1% first rounders. And uh, I felt like I was looking, I, I, I kind of felt like I was watching um, like elite Southern California or Dallas high school baseball, where you guys right. had, you had guys out there, they're running up 91, 92 guys that are going to go to elite d1 d1 schools but i didn't see that you know you had some like lefty pitchers coming out throwing 86 87 you had some you know relievers coming out yeah throwing 90 90 no 92 mechanics were a little bit squirrely but the hustle and the heart and the the energy of the game i think that's what's that's what it's about that's what hbcu schools are about they ran the bases like bats out of hell they stole bases (laughs) they were stealing home the pass ball when it was tied 3-3 to to put them up um, 4-3 it's just, it's just, it's great energy. Kids that are super passionate, love the game of baseball. 
And it was great because it kind of filled that void that we were talking about was not having college baseball and to put that special group out there and to have that joint enthusiasm was really, was really cool to watch on the biggest stage in baseball right now. Well, in, in, in this day and age, social media and the whole deal, like that's there, there's no better marketing for those schools than doing something like that on that stage. You, you know, they can use that from a recruiting standpoint and obviously the exposure just in general is, is something that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. So I think that's going to, it's, it's a great event. Hopefully they continue it and, and it will continue to kind of snowball in, in a, from a marketing standpoint. Cause I think that that's the best, that's the best, uh, in terms of recruiting or getting, getting, bringing attention to what we're talking about. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. hundred um, percent. So we're talking about the elite, the best black college players and land players would, um, in HBCU baseball, you know, getting featured at one of my favorite ballparks. And I think Paul, you have to agree with yeah. it's one of your favorite ballparks, one of your favorite cities. Dude, Seattle's a great city, man. Love that city. I talked to you last year. I talked to you last week in Climate Pledge and I was commenting on on the weather. And for the life of me, I still can't understand why people are so miserable. You know, I get it. I don't live here, but dang it, I've been very lucky every time I've played here because there's there's not a whole lot of places that are better. I mean, it's 75, 80 degrees here. Like yeah. being at that ballpark last last night for the Futures game was incredible. And we're talking about an elite group, the cream of the crop. That Futures game is going to continue to be, That's awesome, I think, dude. one of the – one of the highlight events moving forward. Cause I mean, I, you know, seen it, it was, it was introduced and in, I believe in 1998, Alfonso Soriano was, was the next big thing to come out of the futures game. And ever since then, if you look at the past list of the guys that have played in the futures game, it, it is impressive. I remember when Joey got selected in Pittsburgh yeah, and it were the guys that were on his team to fast forward to, you know, watching Ellie De La Cruz last or last year, Hunter green in Washington, um, but that that place was packed. It I, was I think high that, energy in in it, T-Mobile last a, night for that game. It's it's awesome, and I think the difference is maybe not the difference, but what continues to happen is the the guys that play in the futures games are closer to the big league or as close to the big leagues as, as they've ever been. So it's like you watch Ellie De La Cruz last year as the example, and obviously he's doing what he's doing now. So like I think that used to not be as much the case, and that probably has a little bit to do with the minor leagues in general shrinking, but. The, these guys are are the next you know they're they're on the cusp of the big leagues in many cases now versus whereas before i think there there wasn't there were still some younger guys that weren't quite that still had another year or two or three maybe in some cases in the minor leagues and so that event has become so highly publicized that it's you know it's 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 a great introduction for fans to some of these guys who are going to be the next guys you know the introduction and i think that's the best part about this conversation is we're Talking about the draft, which is not a highly televised, highly receptive event for the simple fact that there are so many players and we don't get to watch them on Saturdays. We don't get to watch college football like we right. know that there's three animals coming out of USC or Alabama, University of Florida, Tennessee, University right. of Texas, because we see them every Saturday. We see them on ESPN. We see them on the college football highlights. Nobody's seen like unless you're on social media, like you don't know who a Max Clark is. You haven't been keeping right. up with his antics. And until the College World Series, you would have never known about these two kids from LSU. Yeah, and I think so that I bridge think that's what, that, that continues ahead. to come. It continues to come together because you and I both know, like, there's more coverage of college sports going on now than there ever has been. You know, the the, the draft is, you know, they they do it on during the All Star Game now for that reason and an effort, I think, to kind of try to publicize it more. So I think that will continue to to snowball. But and with the with the the the, the more spread coverage of college baseball you know the regionals are all televised now 
obviously Omaha always has been the super regionals, but even the regionals and like there's SEC games on every week now. So as that continues to unfold, it, it will become more so, but you know, it, it, nevertheless, it's the futures game is such a cool event and I think will continue to be so, and it'll continue to be kind of the precursor for a lot of these guys, you know, coming out party. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we got Chase Dollander from Tennessee. It was like, you know, these guys, we, we, they, they have that national exposure. So oh, it's, yeah. it's really exciting that, they're, that the exposure is there yeah. to where you can have these type of anticipating, highly anticipated moments when yeah. those teams get drafted. Not so much the high school players because you're kind of like crossing your fingers, hoping that your team knows what they're doing. Their scouting department knows what they're doing. Yeah. But it takes, that, it takes that need for America to be highly critical over some of these guys be like, Oh man. Okay. He's Alabama. But remember that one time, you know, they played Texas tech and I don't know, he was just really having a really hard time checking down these passes. And so everybody becomes an expert. And you yeah. know, for some of these picks, it's like, all right, I trust, I trust the system well, that this kid's going to be a stud. There's just, As opposed there's to just... yesterday, yesterday, you got kid thrown one Oh one. And when you're mm -hmm. going, it was almost, you have these Pedro like moments um, in 1999, where it's like, you know, that these, that these uh, futures game starting lineups are like the cream of the crop. And then you have these pitchers that are running, just shutting them down, going through them, you know, striking out the side. And those are the ones that you're like, okay, we could be seeing this kid in sep come September. Yeah. And I mean, there's just, there's more risk with drafting high school guys, but that that's not going to change. I mean, they're younger, there's more variables involved, but um, anyway, I'm, hey, I'm going to change the subject real quick a little. I've got a, I've got a pretty good all-star story. Okay. So I was never fortunate enough to obviously play in a major league all-star game, but so for the, for the rest of the, 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 the league, you go home or do something, take a little mini vacation during the season. So my, one of my favorite all-star stories, we're in Cincinnati. I fly home for the break, hang out, hanging out in Houston. It's like 104 degrees um, at a friend's house. We're outside on the patio, hanging out, you know, uh, and enjoying some good company, some good music probably some Texas country of some sort. Uh, we're up a little late, right? Um, long story short, I wake up the next day and I've got uh, some discomfort in the top of one of my, like the, my hamstring. I had like a bug bite, right? I'm like, man, what is this? Feels weird, whatever. Anyways, it progressively got worse. I assumed I got bit by a spider, which as it turns out, I did. But so fast forward a couple of days, I'm getting ready to get back on the plane to fly back to Cincinnati for the second half of a major league baseball season. Dude, I can barely sit on the plane. Okay. This is like so uncomfortable at this point. I'm like starting to have like some flu like symptoms. So I'm like, I get back into Cincinnati, call the trainer. I'm like, Hey man, I got a little bit of a situation. We got to check this out, go into the field. Um, we got Steve-O back in the day. And, uh, Steve-O I'm like, I'm like on the training table at this point, I've got what is probably this big of a issue at the, on the top of my, the back of my hamstring slash bottom of my bum, if you will. So, that he had to physically lance it open at this point we've got like there's players around like enjoying the what enjoying year was the, this it's 2010 i believe oh yeah um, so yeah i was there i was probably in a cast or something but I pro was there. probably probably so so he's he's doing borderline surgery on uh what, what is you can only describe as the bottom of your gluteus maximus and everybody's getting a big kick out of it well dude i can't even sit down i couldn't even sit on the bench for the game it hurts so bad and I'm like sick or whatever flu like symptoms come to find out my buddy, they have a fumigator come to their house, or whatever a week later, coincidental three black widows found on the back porch. So black widow bite borderline got knocked out of a, 
I had to go on to the, what at the time was the DL, not really, but um, it's a pretty funny all-star story that um, my uh, closest friends still give me a hard time about. So you ended up going for days of relaxation and ended up coming back on the IL. That's right. A spider bite. The Black Widow. But don't it. worry. TUFF, we toughed it out, made it happen. But it's a uh, something I'll never forget. Yeah, we might have to call up Sivo because I'm just, from a technical standpoint, I'd be curious of what you put on the injury report for that. Uh, <laughs> having too much fun, I guess. I don't know. Paul Yanish out of the lineup today because of a unknown uh, insect uh, encounter. No, yeah, uh, got the, the the business end of a black widow. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, so looking forward to the All Star game, man. What, what uh, do you have? A can we can we get you to handicap the game? You, you go in National League or American League? Um, you know, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go to American League. Um, I think that, that with the, with the Rangers, you know, rolling out five starters, most in franchise history, mm-hmm. uh, I think that'll be interesting. I think it's just basically going to be a Rangers versus the Braves game at this point. <laughs> uh, so I think it's just going to be a showdown for the first three innings, Rangers versus the Braves. Uh, you got a Dolis. I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to hit a Homer. Um, he's definitely gonna hit some homers in the Derby. There's going to be a lot of homers hitting the derby. The weather is very fair. It's been blowing out uh, a little crisp breeze. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Acuna is going to cause hell on the bases, I'm sure. But, um, you know, there's a, some first timers out there. I think that, again, it's going to be great. There's a lot of first timers that people don't know about. And I think this will be great to put them on the national stage as well. Cause I, again, you know, I don't know much about like Bryce Elder. So I don't, I'm really looking forward to him watching him pitch. Um, did Justin Steele make the team from from Chicago? I don't believe so. So he was a, he was a snub. So large. We've been talking for a majority of these episodes about the top five and Justin Steele being in the in the top five of the ERA. Perhaps was a snub. I mean, it hasn't. You know, it's not. It's nothing new. Dylan Cease was, uh, I believe, leading the league in strikeouts last year. Did not make the All Star team. Um, but you know, we do, uh, but Spencer Strider kind of, you know, a resurrection of getting snubbed last year. Um, he seems to be pitching well, you know, he had a, he had a rough month of May that kind of took him, took him out of that. But yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm fired up. It's always a good time because it's the last, what we've seen over the last year. It, it's now the, the premier all-star experience of all yeah. sports. Everybody has struggled to keep the attention and to keep the competitive nature of what an all-star game should be, should be. You look at the nineties and like the Jordan, you know, Dominique Wilkins era of the NBA all-star game. I mean, it wasn't a pickup game. It was like, we're going to come to blows and we're going to make this, we're going to make this a game. The NFL has turned into, you know, has, it's not even a metaphor or like a, you know, a slight on the NFL. It is now a flag football game. Sure. And the NHL changing the format from five on five to three on three to try to increase participation in action. MLB has held it out. And to put kind of an incentive with the with the National League with home field advantage uh, is, is definitely one thing. But again, baseball is just not something you just go out and just kind of like mope around with. It's the only sport of those that you just you can't be successful doing it 60%. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think kind of like what we're talking about the futures games, you're talking about a bunch of first time all-stars, right? And it's, 
I think in a different way, Justin Steele is on the team, by the way. Um, there we go. It, it, in, in a different way, it's like a, an introduction, albeit at the big league level. Big league all-star game is obviously a big deal, much more so than the Futures game. But these guys get put on the stage against some of the other best players in the league. I think even within the league, there's tiers of players. And it's kind of your your coming out party of of getting put in that circle and and looking around that what I can imagine in, in an all-star locker room is, you know, some of these younger guys – getting to be around some of these quote unquote established guys that have, that have been doing it for a long time. And, you know, the first time you get to be in their locker room with a Freddie Freeman type player, who's been to a bunch of all-star games and won an MVP and in world series and all this stuff. So, you know, I think that's a super cool dynamic. It's great for the fans. Like we've talked about, um, but there's a bunch of young, really good players coming up at this, at this, at this current time. I think maybe as many as in recent history, I'm looking at the rosters right now, you got Josh Young, He's his first full year in the big leagues in the all-star game. Randy Rosarina obviously is, is known, but he's he's in there. Adley Rutschman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is still a young player. Bo Bichette, Wander Franco sticks out to me. You got Austin Hayes on the team from Baltimore, by the way, having, quietly having like an unbelievable year. It's, Very quiet. You know, for me, Kyle Tucker is one of the best players in baseball with the Astros that isn't famous, if that makes sense. He is so good, dude. Hits homers, steals bases, wins gold gloves. Really good player. We've talked about the Rangers, Adolis Garcia, Brent Rooker, DH, and from Oakland, by the way. Look for him to be on a contender next year. Um, it's it, it, the list goes on, man. But the 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 All Star the All Star games a, is a big deal. In particular, we've talked about a couple of the the arms, but to me, this is a great opportunity for some of these young closers to get on this stage and for everybody to see like exactly how good they are, like how hard they're throwing. They got the juice flowing. It's uh, it's a it's a great event, man. I think it's so cool. Speaking of all All Star Day, today's getaway day. Let's talk. Let's talk about that a little bit. What is the mentality going into All Star Getaway Day? Oh, dude, do you think take, it feels? Don't, t- don't take a strike. There it is, and that people is what we call. That's what we call the last day of spring training. Yeah. It's if you're taking a strike, no. you're probably going to get fined. We're trying to get out of there as quick as possible because I've seen some scores pop up today, and we there's some pretty well. I'm actually surprised there there are some teams that kind of that that broke it open a little bit, which is the last thing you want to do is to have a three hour thirty minute game when everybody's trying to it, catch it's their probably, flight to go home with with the, with the pitch clock, dude. All the games are short now. It's probably not as big of a deal, but you're absolutely right. It's people got flights to, flights to catch. You got you got things to do. We got to get the game over with, man. No offense. Yeah, hundred percent. Baltimore throwing up 15 a day, not ideal. Great, great for your self-confidence to go home and just sit on, you know, sit on that 15 runs for three days. But, buddy, I, you know, I, I think there's probably a couple of people that miss their flights for sure. It's it's certainly yeah. not ideal. Um, but going into also, what was your, what your break? What is that? The guys that didn't make the team, what is, what is that like? I mean, I think it's just your, you know, your, your get back to neutral. It's uh you know, hit, hit, hit chill mode. Maybe, maybe you fly home, hang out for a couple of days. Maybe you're just, you know, trying to take in some of the sites, but at the end of the day, it's a rest and recovery. And for these guys that are on contending teams, obviously they got to get their mind right going into the second half. I mean, we talked about the reds and as an example, and all the teams that are at the top of the divisions, they, they, you know, it's, it's, it can be utilized as a, as a really good way to kind of get a reset both mentally and physically. And at the, at the end of the day, I think that's what most people are trying to do. And the teams that are on a run, like guys that are like on a tear right now to have this kind of three-day interruption, 
um, you know, I think that's a, that's an interesting thing because it can be very a neutralizing neutralizing agent in itself where you have these teams that are going on these tremendous runs, guys that are red hot. And then all of a sudden you take these three days where you don't see live yeah. pitching and then you're coming back and you do have like a little bit of a lull period just to kind of get back into things. Because, I mean, when you're done, you're done. There's nobody that's going home on this break who's going to be taking swings. You got yeah. guys going to Puerto Rico, to Costa Rica. Um, well, I mean, Joey's staying home in Cincinnati. Joey said he's focusing on work, which I think is incredible. Right. It, it's um, a good It's a good point, though. Like, I, I think you're right. If you got guys that are rolling, you want to keep going. You, you don't want to break the routine. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see the teams that rolled in hot like we've talked about and see what they come back out on, on the, on the backside of, of the break. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you're dealing with guys that are pros, right? So they know how to handle it for the most part. I, the missing a few days of, of live at bats, live pitching is a real thing, but they, um, I don't think it, I don't think it plays a huge factor. I think the, the mental break as much as anything is, is a good deal. Yeah. That physical, that physical recovery of going, cause you're really trying to coming down the, the all-star stretch. I mean, you're really packing in games, um, there are some teams coming off 10 day road trips. And so for those teams physically and mentally to have that break, it's, it's awesome. Cause rolling in after those, especially in July when it's starting to get hot and some of the weather that you guys are experiencing Texas and the South, it's, it's, yeah. it takes a toll on you. So these three days will be really nice. Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, it, it'll be fun to watch. I, I'm, I'm excited for you being in Seattle, getting to experience all the stuff. I'll, I'll look for a, a live recap, um, here shortly, but, um, Speaking of getaway days, I think it's time for us to bounce. It is. It is. It is. I'm gonna go enjoy the festivities. Go see some of our so some of our old teammates. I think that's a cool thing being at this alumni event, seeing the old guys running into some of the new guys. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take in the derby. There's a lot of buzz around here for that. And then I'll uh, you know I'm gonna be skipping the actual All Star game. I'll be flying back, but I'm I'm really fired up for this for this derby. Good deal. Despite other, Ellie, it, despite hey, Ellie not being in it. Yeah. Well, just whenever you get your name tag, go ahead, put it on the right side up if you don't mind. No, no. It's just that it's that one couple extra seconds of engagement where they have to figure out exactly yeah. what my name is by flipping it upside down. So it's good yeah. for conversation. Nice attention getter. There you go. All right, dude. All right. We'll be good, man. Enjoy the week. I'll uh, we'll look forward to connecting and uh, recapping the whole deal. All right. Everybody, it's Farm the Show. Everybody, enjoy the Derby. Enjoy the All-Star Game on Tuesday. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.